what to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Yo, kids, yo. Welcome back to Pflugerville. It's me, Guy Neville, the mild-mannered alter ego of guy o Beaming into your ears all the way from Lucy Wow's barn. Alongside me today is the co-host with the co-host, Kapow! Thanks for the super cool intro, guy! I'm very excited to be podcasting with you today! Uh, Kapow? Is, uh, is that a tutu? It is! And it's not only a tutu, it's a tutu that I made out of a shower curtain, cardboard, and glitter! Making it! And, uh, you ate some of the glitter, didn't you? How'd you know? Your mouth is sparkling like a disco ball. Cool! Haha! <laughs> uh, but I don't know why you're so surprised that I'm wearing a tutu. After all, today's invention is the style of dance most connected with the tutu! <laughs> Ballet! Kabow, I'm not surprised you're wearing a tutu. I'm surprised you're wearing it on your head like a hat. Oh yeah, about that. I meant to wear it around my waist, but as I was sliding it over my bean, it got stuck. Let me guess, you uh, forgot to let the glue dry? Bingo! But it's okay, I actually think it looks cool to wear a tutu on your head. If you ask me, pretty soon everyone will be doing it and I'll be known as the inventor of the tutu hat. Yeah, I don't know about that, Kapow. Uh, but let's go ahead and start our podcast about one of the world's most famous styles of dance, ballet. Great! Ballet comes from Italy. In fact, the name ballet comes from the Italian word ballare, which means to dance. Ballet started out as a simple, structured dance done in the homes of rich Italians and Italian royalty. Then, in the year 1500, a powerful Italian woman named Catherine de' Medici married the French king, Henry II. She moved to France to live with her new husband and she brought ballet with her. Now, ballet was very different back then. Uh, for one thing, dancers always wore masks and layers upon layers of costumes, pantaloons, and large headdresses. Much like a tutu hat. Actually, some of the headdresses kind of were tutu hats. Now, all this clothing looked nice, but it was difficult to move it. Because of this, early ballet dance steps were mostly small hops, slides, curtsies, and gentle turns. And unlike the pointy shoes ballerinas wear today, back then the shoes had small heels and looked like formal dress shoes. Let's talk the language of ballet. It may have started Italian, but over the next 100 years, as ballet evolved, the vocabulary of ballet became French. One of the reasons for that is that the French royalty loved ballet the most. During the reign of Louis XIV, the king personally performed the popular ballet dances of the time. The professional dancers only got to perform at the French court 
after King Louis was pooped. These royal court ballet parties grew and grew in this. These royal court ballet parties grew and grew in size and became more and more fancy each year. Soon, performances were being done on elevated platforms so that more people could watch, and they started adding fireworks and lighting effects. Ballet became the biggest show in town. But it wasn't just France that loved it. Russia was introduced to ballet, and soon they were developing their own style of dance. By 1850, Russia had become the creative center of the ballet world. It was around this time that dancing and points, French for on your toesies, became cool. But this cool new style was for ladies only, not kings on their toesies. Because of this, people who were composing the new ballet started creating new types of female characters. Most popular was a fairy whose goodness and grace beats evil and injustice. The 20th century was when ballet conquered the world. It all started when Russian theater producer brought together some of that country's most talented dancers, choreographers, composers, singers, and designers to form a group called the Ballet Russes. The Ballet Russes toured Europe and America performing ballet, and everywhere they went, it caught on. During this tour, some of the dancers left Ballet Russes and became U.S. citizens and founded American ballet companies, including the New York City Ballet. And ballet continued to grow after that. And these days, there are amazing ballet companies across the globe. But can't tell the story of ballet without talking about the tutu hat. It's not a hat, Capel. The tutu is a skirt that was first worn in 1832 by a Swedish ballerina. It was made from 30 yards of fabric. This dress shocked the world because it showed her ankles. But this new beautiful dress style wasn't just controversial, it was dangerous. Why? Well, one of the ballerinas danced too close to the stage lamps and her tutu caught on fire. Now, as ballet evolved, the footwork became increasingly cool, and people wanted to see those legs move. So the tutu had to get shorter. By 1870, a new stiffer style of tutu, called the classical, sat high above the knee. For Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake, an even shorter skirt was needed to allow for the jumps. So they created a flared tutu that went out to the sides, rather than down. Quickly dubbed the pancake for its flat, wide shape, it was held up with hoops and 10 layers of netting. It soon became the style worn by all prima ballerinas to show off their strength and skill. In the 1950s, a new tutu was invented, the powder puff. The powder puff got rid of the hoops and used modern fabrics to hold its shape. Today, the powder puff is the most common tutu and most of the professional ones are handmade, taking up to 60 hours to create. Whew, wow! Pancakes, powder puffs, Whew, I don't think I can podcast anymore. I'm starving. Uh, I guess I should wrap it up for today then. But before we go, let me just remind you, dear listeners, that if you've got a question about calendars, Pflugerville, Kapow, or me, Guy Neville, send it to guy at gokidgo.com. Or to me at kapow at gokidgo.com. Oh, and one last note. I get a lot of excitement as Lucy Wells' sidekick. Sometimes it overwhelms me and I just, well, you know, faint. But today I got the most exciting news and I, and I, oh, easy, Kapow, deep breaths, don't faint. 
I'm on a t-shirt and a hoodie and a sticker and God, I'm famous! The most famous mechanical pygmy goat of all time! Go to gokidgo.com and check me out! And as always, go kid go! Go kid go! Go kid go!